Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? I'm Dual White Smith. And I'm Alexis. And this is episode eight of It's Not That Deep. Unless, of course, we're talking about my girlfriends. That was not pre-rehearsed. That was right off the bat. I love that. That's just how it's supposed to be. <laughs> and as you can tell from our wonderful introduction, we will be, this is the episode we are finally going to be talking about the Girlfriends TV show that aired from 2000-something to 2000-something. I would gander to guess it was 2000 or 2001 to about 2007 or 8. Oh, that's pretty spot on, actually. I was about to say, I feel like it is. It was definitely like turn of the century, like right at that 2000 mark. And they never made a joke about Obama running for president. So I'm assuming yeah, it, it ended at the this. beginning yeah. of 2008 before. So um, before we jump into our main topic for the episode, Miss Alexis, would you like to address um, our absence for last week's episode? Yes. This is where I'll be addressing our absence <laughs> from last week. I'm a robot. Um, but yeah, you probably noticed, all two of you, that... <laughs> That we didn't put on an episode last week, and that was because uh, last week was a dumpster fire. Um, Ooh, so dumpster, first, dumpster fire. huh? I was like dumpster, dumpster <laughs> yeah. fire. Yeah. So first, uh, it was my mom's birthday, who, if you don't already know, passed earlier this year. So that was, you know, a time. And then <laughs> one of my well, my only male friend from high school passed this week, past weekend, um, on Halloween. You just broke so many guys' hearts just now saying that. He was. <laughs> he was my only male, true, I'm talking about true male friend who, you know, wasn't trying extra hard to get with me. Like, it was very platonic. That is the P word. And, like, he was, like, one of the first people to actually listen to this show and give me, you know... Uh, feedback on the show so that you know fucking sucks so last week sucked and we just i just didn't have it in me oh and i also have two exams this week mm-hmm. and two projects due next week End so semester <laughs> yeah we're getting there so i didn't have it in me last week but then, we're back this week for girlfriends yes and also for me as for i i had elections last week um as some of you may know from some of my current events i talk about um, I'm into politics somewhat, and so I'm all, I also do another podcast, and we were doing a live show on election yeah. night, so that was fun. All 40 minutes it lasted. Um, <laughs> supposed to last two hours, technical difficulties, and that kind of took a lot out of my time because I had to do research for the stuff I was doing and all that fun stuff. So that's those are excuses, <laughs> and those are excuses, and um, you know. We're just gonna keep going, doing it weekly from now on, and you know, unless everything's come we up, that we'll be sure to talk to you. To be exactly. That's 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 the. Because we also don't want to record when, we're, when our hearts aren't in it, because then it's just oh, a yeah. shitty episode. So some weeks, mainly Dwight doesn't feel it. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes that's okay. And sometimes I have to say Dwight, I don't give a fuck how you feel. <laughs> we're recording this episode. Yeah, I bite that bullet. I don't feel like it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> my, my 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 solo podcast is on hiatus for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so with all of that out the way, let's get into the main topic for today. Whoop, whoop. Girlfriends. Girlfriends was a wonderful sitcom uh, TV show back in the day. If you haven't heard of it, I don't know how, but we have You're the wonderful. <laughs> now you sound like Joe Biden. <laughs> You're not black. Um... You know, I, that, the difference is I am black, so I can say that. <laughs> Joe Biden has no right. But oh, congratulations, Joe Biden, by the way. By the by. Um, so, with the spacer, um... Alright, this is how long we just started. 
Um, I think we should give a brief synopsis of what Girlfriends is. Were you looking that up? I thought that's uh, why you put just my out. notes. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, in case you are the white people who haven't <laughs> heard of or watched Girlfriends, Girlfriends, like the white said, is, uh, did you say that? Sitcom. Anyway, it's a sitcom from the, uh, early 2000s. Um, it's about a group of four feisty black friends <laughs> from, from different walks of life. Two are biracial, and one is biracial. Joan isn't actually biracial in the show, although her actress, Tracy Ellis Ross, is. Oh, Tracy. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Maya is Joan's assistant, so she's the newest to the friend group. She's black. She's blackity black. She's, uh, she's from the ghetto. She's from the ghetto. Compton, baby. She had her son, Jaboo-boo, uh-uh. <laughs> early at 16. Yep, so teen um, pregnancy right off the bat. And then the other th- three, Joan, um, Tony, Tony and, Lynn. and Lynn have been friends since high school, I mean, since college, and then Joan and Tony have been friends since, since childhood. they were kids. Yeah. In, in Memphis. Was it Memphis or where was it? Mm, no, no, no. Uh, Fresno. Fresno. There we go. Fresno. So yeah. so, yeah, all different walks of life. John is a lawyer. Like I said, Maya's her assistant. And then Tony is a real estate, is a real estate agent. But for the longest time, you just assume she's just a gold digger, but she actually does have a job. And Lynn is the royal hobo of the cast. <laughs> yes. So, that is, that's your friends. So that is indeed girlfriends, and of course, each episode just touches. Um, each episode is mainly about how they go about their lives and how they um, deal with relationships in terms of their own friendships, friendships with others, including their male friend um, William, who's oh, also another main character, um, who is like the unofficial fifth girlfriend, really, and um, how they deal with relationships with you know with lovers and family relationships. So the, the the show is mainly about maintaining and how to deal with relationships of all of all kinds and that's where this the show really gets its heart from and most of its comedy and you know they actually which which we didn't realize until we we rewatched the whole thing ourselves like they really actually pushed the envelope on a few topics that were kind of taboo back then like nowadays it's tame and it's expected but um, for back in the early 2000s, that's actually, they were pushing envelopes on some uh, issues and stuff that were out there, like colorism and other things that me and Lex actually touch on on this podcast uh, quite a bit. So um, you want to start with the first one, like what we thought about the characters? Okay, yeah. Um, so obviously, well, it's not obvious, but it should be. My favorite character is Joan. Um, <laughs> I feel like we both have main character syndrome and (laughs) we are both very type A and I just feel like she's a Virgo and yeah, I just, I always, when I was younger and I first watched it, I always wanted to be like Maya. Like I wanted to Mm. be the ghetto fabulous and really hot girl, but then I just kept aging and I kept realizing that that didn't happen for me. So I'm definitely a Joan. Mm. Um, I think... I like her because she has her life together for the most part besides the romance. Um, she has a big house. <laughs> I would like <laughs> big a big house. house college house. educated. Right. Curly hair. I, we, lo- we love it. Oh, um, yes. We yeah. do. Dwight loves it. Oh, it's it's kind of disturbing actually that you know Dwight really loves Tracy Ellis Ross. So There's it's nothing disturbing about it. For me. For me. <laughs> Nothing disturbing about it. For, so a lot of times when we watch that... Or it all watch, started with Blackish. <laughs> or when we watch Blackish, I feel like a third wheel. 
Oh my god. <laughs> just kind of watching you guys' love story. And now she knows how I feel whenever we watch a movie with Idris Elba. But how often do we actually watch that? Hey, it's not my fault my man don't star in more movies. It's not my fault. And even still, like, I'm pretty good about not being like, oh, fuck Idris. <laughs> like, I don't do that. Not as much anymore. I never did that. You yes, you did. Back when we first. You do it. Back when we first, why do you think I became immune to it? Because it, it it happened a good amount back when it we first when I first knew about found out about your attraction to the Idris. I feel like you're hyping it more, so or I you have, don't realize how I much you time. actually do it with Tracy or any cute white girl you see on screen. Like you just do this verbal thing, like "Oh, aren't you cute? Oh, look at her hair. Oh, oh. <laughs> her hair." It's like throughout the whole. Episode. I really like Tracy's hair. I like women who do the big curly bush thing. Right, and so imagine my, um, just my overall mood as someone with dreads. <laughs> Something I cannot change. I, I can't have a curly fro. So it's just, he's always like, oh, oh, I love her big old hair. Ooh. <laughs> ah. So clearly my favorite character will have to, of course, hands down be William. Um he was the funniest to me, and I, I really enjoyed that, obviously. Clearly, I'm a man of comedy, a sense of a great sense of humor. So I've really loved um how William um I don't think he was the funniest person on the show. I actually think Joan was. Uh, Joan was Joan was the funniest. I think Joan was the funniest. Oh, and Tracy does this thing with her voice. Like, especially when she did that. I think Joan was the funniest because she got into the most situations, obviously being the main character. Uh, she got into the most situations. And even on the dead serious situation, she would still act a fool, which made it funny. And she did that the most. So I feel like she was the funniest. Lynn, of course, was funny, uh, but she didn't even bad. have a lot of storylines, not a lot of time to, to shine. Funny. Exactly. It's like she tried hard to be funny. It didn't really work out sometimes. Maya was more of the serious storylines. Tony was um Tony was she, was, she was just bougie as fuck so Tony like, made a lot of like just goofy comedy like, she was very right. bougie but she was also very funny yes. which I think is why people liked her on the show despite her that's literally the only reason I was gonna say that's literally the only reason to like Tony on the show is because like she bought her bougie comedy with her like oh I'm just so better than y'all and it's like funny because they deal with it and that's one of the best parts about the show is like nobody in real life would have that sort of friendship where you can talk the majorest of shit to somebody. Like if if Maya when Maya was talking um was uh you know emotionally cheating on her husband with that I forgot the guy's name Stan or Frank or something like that. And when she was um talking to him and stuff and like they constantly kept throwing that in her face like oh you the one over here cheating on your man. And like as as a joke or as a jab at her, and yeah. like they just took it in stride. And the whole show was that whatever major problem one of them was dealing with at the time, the other four, including William, would throw it in their face as a joke. And like they would just be like they just take it in stride, just like wouldn't even be butthurt by it. And that that that, that just made everything a thousand times more funny. Yeah, actually, I wanted to talk about that about um, well. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Maya and her uh, sexcapades <laughs> <laughs> because I I think sometimes did she have a right to cheat? When it comes to the little thing with Stan Frank, I don't remember I think his it's name. Like 
Stan sounds right. I was about to say, Stan sounds right. That's why I said it first. But yeah, but Maya like, is the only one that's married on the show. Yeah, at um, first. At first. She's the only one that's married because, like I said, she had a son, Jabubu. Actual name is Jabari. Um, <laughs> she had him early. So they got married right after. And they're kind of poor and um, fine-ass Darnell, who was actually, he was Flex Alexander, but then he turned into some light-skinned guy. <laughs> he turned um, into <laughs> He turned light-skinned. But yeah, so he's working all the time, and he's oh, he got an attitude all the time for some reason. It's like, what is your problem? Oh, I hate them bougie yeah, bitches he's hanging demand, out. He's demanding, he's and he's controlling. There we go. He don't want to do nothing. He don't he sit want on to her do phone nothing. all day anyway. Uh-uh. <laughs> Why is he making it complicated, right? So then Maya meet herself a little little lawyer type in the office. Little paralegal. He doesn't seem crazy at all. He just seems like he's just not showing <laughs> they never time. Do. They never do. So Maya's like, oh, you know, it's not cheating, whatever. We're just hanging out. We're I talking. Some, I need some attention. We're Everybody talking. nowadays knows better. Like, come on, son. Like, if you meet a guy that you're, that's why I don't do male friends usually. Because if you meet a guy that you're vibing with, it's going to happen. Because why not? If he's attractive, he treats you right, you have a good connection, why not marry him? Things are going to end up happening. even like And like they point out in the show... Even if she wasn't at first physically cheating, it was like an emotional, emotional cheating. Which is worse. Which Alexa says is worse. You don't think so? Uh, as a man, no. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't. I think a majority of men think the physical one is worse. Both are really bad. Don't get me wrong. Both are really bad. I, I uh, am under the belief that you can fuck somebody and then if there's truly no feelings involved, that can literally just be it. And you're going back to your happy relationship. But... If you're like emotionally involved, it's harder to separate. True. That and that's true. That's actually that. That's there's nothing wrong about that statement. That actually makes sense, and it is very true. On just when it comes to guys, it's like it's like a physical thing, like is more important, or not even more important. It's more viable. It's more. It's something you can actually mm-hmm. reach out and that's grab. Yeah. Exactly. So it's something you see. It's something you did. When it's like, oh, emotions, guys are like, we, I guess you would have to tell us, but we wouldn't know. But if it's like, oh, you had sex with them, like, oh my God, you gave your body to someone else. That's like fucking mad wow. <laughs> Unless you tell us, we wouldn't know. We was like, I mean, because like, I feel like okay. you find out the same exact way you find out if someone was physically cheating. You go through their phone, you see their messages. The only difference is instead of talking about sex, they're talking about. I love you, <laughs> and I want to be with you. What from? Special. I'm talking more about like from Maya's perspective, like I mean not Maya's perspective, but her her actual situation because she never said any "I loves you" to stand and stuff. It was just like she would she enjoyed hanging with him and mm-hmm. enjoyed his time and, and like you know enjoyed being around him and talking to him about stuff. So not even "I love you," more so like oh it's just like oh we're vibing like you said. It was more of that. So if that was the case, yeah, we I, I feel like men would be more upset about physical cheating. Oh, yeah, I know that, because I'm just more trying to debate why that's a thing. Just how it is But I, I know that to be true. Men, I feel like, and I guess, honestly, with women, too, it is more forgivable if you were just talking to a woman and never did anything with her. Right. But in the, when you really think about it, emotional cheating is worse. Mm-hmm. But oh, I agree with that. I, I see, basically, I, I see why Maya did it. She was wrong. Clearly. <laughs> she, was, she was dead ass wrong. And because uh, the majority of like, the first season, she spent 
Like, oh, I got a husband. Uh-uh, that's what's wrong with you single people. See, I got to go home to my husband. I was going to say, yeah. Majority, like she was I was going to say, she was like that, like, exactly. Up until they divorced, she was like that. She was very Even when she was doing stuff with Stan. About, right, she was very judgy about what single women were doing, women that just weren't married yet were doing, all just to turn around and <laughs> end up cheating on her husband. So it's right. like, I feel like that's the main thing that irritated me about the situation. Not that she actually did it. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, yeah, well, when you've been married since as long as, like, at a young age as them and stuff, like, I feel like, like, that they, because I'm pretty, they've been together since high school. So, like, a situation like that, um, I'm not saying will deteriorate easily, but it's not fickle, but it's like, it's even more time that you haven't been able to, like, be yourself. To grow, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like when you get married very Young. early and young it's i don't know i feel like it would be very hard to keep your relationship together because it's right like, like imagine who you were at 16 in high school <laughs> and getting with the person you were with at 16 and staying with her throughout the until like, years like exactly. imagine you know their mindset and if that didn't change or even if it did like how do you stay together through that because even though i'm sure they loved each other i feel like that relationship was born out of a necessity to keep a family together because exactly. they were having a child. they were doing the quote-unquote right thing. Exactly. And I was like, mm, you but know. But if the child wasn't there, would they still be together? Probably not. I'm not with the person that I was with in high school, and that's because I never had a baby with them. <laughs> so I had that freedom to just kind of move on and, and live my life and sometimes. grow. So, yeah, you know. Oh, you know what? Um, Before we move to the next one, who was your least favorite character? Lynn. Lynn? Wild Lynn. One, like like we've already said, all her storylines were were forced. She wasn't funny. She mm. had a horrible weave for the first, like, six seasons. I just did not like her. I feel like she's, like, polar opposite from Joan. She's just not my type of person. Mm. And then they had this forced narrative of her being a freak. And she would say it's so hard and annoying. Like, you know how she would say it? She's like, I'm a freak. And then she didn't do her Max and Ruby face. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like her personality was forced, but she wasn't even that freaky for real. I mean, I guess they said they alluded to some things she'd do in the bedroom with right. like tying people up and you know, she had sex with William and then she claimed to be bi, but we never saw her doing bi things. I don't think she claimed to be bi. I, was, I, I remember it's like there are times when she'd said like she would or has done things involving women. Yeah. But like she never like and like it's it's even when um in I think season three or four when the Asian when she worked at the um Asian restaurant and the, and the woman her. wanted her she was like I'm not a lesbian right right so she wasn't looking for a, a romantic mm-hmm. relationship with women which she has a right to but right. I I just feel as though she used it or uh, the writers rather <laughs> right. used it to for make her right and to make her seem more like crazy and that's another thing like they kind of made like, fun of it crazy. for the whole series was like you know she couldn't just be bisexual and that wasn't a punchline the only time they brought that up it was for a joke mm-hmm. but it was 2000s so you know how that goes. You know how that goes, but she had a bad weave, and everybody thought it was a real hair, and it literally was not. And it was actually a horrible weave. It was so bad. Oh you can God. see her leave out. Her leave out. Okay. You would understand. I wouldn't. You just didn't think, oh, her hair's so long, dude. Her leave out. Because that's what men do. Yeah, because we don't care. <laughs> yeah, you don't care. You feel them tracks. When am I ever going to feel like when deep you in run, your hair? 
when you run your fingers through her hair. Who, who still do that? Uh, people with passion do it. Yeah, okay. You say so. <laughs> no, just bang, 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 and don't like, touch you. And then scratch my fingers on First the leave all, out. you touch my scalp all the time, and I touch yours. So don't say who does that. We do that. I'm pretty sure, like, it's not that obvious, especially to a guy. It is. Okay. There's braids, <laughs> um, there's I tracks, can do nothing but take your word. thread. There's a lot going on there to the point where you'd be like, there's something going on, you know? There's some shit in the game. You Isn't that, like, what? in the center of the head or something? Well, it depends on what it is. If it's a glue-in, then it might be a little more difficult. But if it's a sew-in, then it's throughout. You have to braid the hair up, and you have to sew the weave in to the <laughs> yeah. braids. I know. I've seen bad hair. I know how this works. Just braid it right you to only, the scalp. Do you only date women with natural hair? I don't remember. Maybe oh. so. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> I feel like you'd know more if you did. Like, if you dated a woman with weave. I still don't think Cause, I would. No, because they, they tell you. No, even better. Because when I had a weave, you know, like, my man knew all the lingo. Like, he knew what the fuck was going on. Fine. And that's, yeah. With his facer. My least favorite character, Um, I was actually sitting here trying to think. Throughout uh, most of the characters, and I was trying to get a good synopsis. Um, you know, it's a it's a toss up kind of. It's like between like Tony, Monica. Um, I think overall, though, I'd like go with. It's hard. It's difficult. It's difficult. <laughs> I want to go with Tony or Monica. I'm I'm, le- I'm not really leaning more towards either one. I I dislike both proportionately. Because they're dark skin. They are both dark skin, aren't they? Mm-hmm. No, is dark skin. I love her. Um, what's yeah, face? Toasty, isn't she? Um, nah, it doesn't have to do with their dark skinness. It, you you already know. It's because of the way they are. It's because of their attitudes towards most things. Like Tony, like um, does this thing is like it's like bougie or nothing with Tony. And that's very irritating um, for multiple reasons. It's like, oh, it's like, unless she knew you, because like that guy in, from like season two who was like her high school crush or whatever, and like they had got together. She didn't care. Well, at first she didn't care that he didn't have money. But, you know, after over time, it started to become an issue like it always does with Tony. But the thing about Tony was, it was like, like I said, it was like either bougie or not. Yeah. And that's very irritating because it's like you can't even have a conversation with her without bougie shit coming up. Like, like you literally tell her, "Oh yeah, I'm about to slide down to five below real quick just to get like some some normal shit that like you know nobody needs to be spending a bunch of money on anyway." And she's like, "If I'm below poor people place," and I'm like, <laughs> "That's unnecessary." And like that was pretty much her throughout the seasons. Even mm-hmm. though she got better as a person, she never dropped the bougie or die attitude. And when it came to Monica, who you well, you know, at first she was just a very controlling woman, which nobody likes controlling people to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so that was very frustrating and irritating. And then, you know, after you know, after Tony left uh, around season seven, it was like, yeah, the end of season six is the last time we seen Tony. And then season seven, she was gone that whole season, and then all of the first half and only half of season eight. <laughs> um, so like Monica is became like the new girlfriend basically is what was really happening. She wasn't an old That's one. what was Pack happening. Up. And so when Monica came in, like, you know, it started to become better because you know things happened. So you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say Tony. Tony would be my least favorite because Monica became better 
And so did Tony, but she kept the the one thing I didn't like about her. She kept. Well, it wasn't the one thing, but that's the main thing. I disagree with you there, Playboy. I love Tony. I bet I you I love does. me some Tony Childs. Yeah, you know what I love about her is that Tony, yes, but Tony also knew that she was bougie, right. and she didn't make a habit of dating men that were out of her price range. Right. Like it's not like she would go up to a regular guy and start demanding things. Like no, she went after ball players. She went after professionals. Like she went after people that she knew could not only give her what she wanted, but then she could also provide it for herself. Right. It's always because a lot of people think that, like, Tony, oh, she's so bougie, she's doing too much. But it's not like she can't provide it for herself. And that's what I really loved about her. She knew her worth. And, yes, she was bougie. And, no, she would not ever go to a five and below. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if I'm talking to her, just a normal conversation, and if I were to bring it up, she would, oh, my God, But I thought that's also a part, like, like, when you mentioned they have this casual back and forth of jabs, like, she would probably say, if you're in the friend group, or even if not, she would say something along the lines of, oh, you know, I can't shop there, well, that's, I'm gonna leave that for you broke hoes. Right. And then the rest of the girlfriends (laughs) would just laugh at all. Like, I feel like most of the time, she would say it as a joke. But she's dead ass. But she's saying it because, you know, that's kind of the, the culture of the friend group. That was one of the things. My, I was going to say her and Maya, like, you know, that was one of the things Maya had brought up um, to her. She was like, you're always saying shit like that. And it's like, you know, it's degrading and it's fucking, yeah. it's not cool. But then and Maya said that to her. always goes around talking about single hoes and I can't blah, blah, blah. They all, oh, no, have, no, their they all have their things. They yes. But I'm, But I'm, what I'm saying is, like, other people noticed it. And it, even in a relationship, friendship, where they all jab at each other like that, um, what I'm saying is, like, even Maya felt the same way as I do. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like, you fucking keep bringing it up. It's irritating. It's, it's like, it's, um, mm-hmm. let's face it, not only is it irritating, but it's like, you know, it's like, you're, 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 you're fucking calling me a broke bitch. And, like, she you mean it. Bitch. Nobody wants to be called that. That's the thing. Nobody wants to be called that. But again, they're all, you know, they're all jabbing at each other's weaknesses. Like when Tony became broke, but when it, they made that was the running joke for a whole season. She took it to the chin because that's just how they are. Exactly. Well, Tony took it to the chin because she always bought it up. So when she became that, she kind of deserved it. When Maya was talking about them being lonely hoes, like they <laughs> were, and but it's not even that they were. It was more so like, oh, it's like most of them. Not most of them, but they were looking for the right one, so they didn't care, really. And, like, they were actually looking to not be it. You know, I don't know what I'm saying there, but... <laughs> I think you're realizing that oh, you know all what it is? the same. Exactly. They're all it is taking the same. jabs at each other, and you hate right. Tony for no reason. No, 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 I wouldn't say that, <laughs> no. It's because when... Well, obviously, when Mayas brought up that shit about that, it was irritating. And, um, but like, I'm trying to think though, like, because like we hated it when she did that, but like Tony, Tony's is just like, I don't know, because like she really meant it and like, she didn't say it in a jokey enough way. It was just like, so it just made it very irritating. Like the face she made, cause she made that pure stink <laughs> face. Like, she like, 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 she made that face to let you know she was meaning what she said. Like, I can't, uh, I can't fathom even thinking about stepping into a five below. Like, like right. I gag it. Like that just added a whole nother layer of just like ugh, like arrow. 
So, like, yeah, I didn't really mesh with that part of it. So, like, out of all the main people, she was my least favorite. And, of course, if we're talking about side characters, people who came in for a little bit, obviously, mine would be Stan. Because after him trying to get with a married woman didn't work out, he went batshit crazy, as men like him do. And fucking real-life went, found this, like, found Darnell and where he worked and befriended him. Ate at this man's house. Went to the baseball game. Went to the baseball game. Threatened Maya multiple times to snitch on her if she didn't, you know, like, you know, give him what he wanted. Like, niggas like him is scum diddly doodah, nigga. Like, that that was definitely. But then, he was one of the worst. I feel like, you know, you made your bed. (laughs) Unfortunately, this is kind of that instant karma. Where it's like, you know, you was out doing what she was doing and now somebody about to snitch on you. And like, yeah, he was he was crazy. Yeah, that was that's the part I'm talking about though. He's crazy. He definitely First of all, he, he she was he crazy. knew she was married. But no, so one's he's wrong in the wrong for too. telling your husband no, about he is wrong. No, he is the wrong. Nah. He's uh, first of all, they're both equally wrong. So as soon as the situation was done, it should have been done. Because they were both wrong. But like, what if, even if you're not crazy, like, what if, if you, if, <laughs> what if you grew a conscience and was like, I just feel like he deserves to know, the, like, wow. Well, I really, if you know damn well that's not it. The only way it would is. be right, the only way it'd be right for Stan to tell Darnell is if he never knew Maya was married. But he knew Maya was married from the very beginning. No, I think I'll still be right if you grew a conscience. Bullshit. Oh, so all of a sudden, after you're done, after she says, you know what, we should not do this, after... After that's done like that, shit, no matter how much time has passed, all of a sudden, eventually you like, you know what? Her husband should know. There is there the is zero the way day, that is not born out of pettiness. It might play a part, but at the end it's gonna, of the day, it's gonna play you know, Stan still wasn't as wrong as Maya was. Stan was single. <laughs> Maya was not. So, yeah, I feel like I would feel bad. If I was knowingly doing something and then, you know, after the love affair was over, I sat and thought about like, damn, like he's, you know, laying with her at night. She really not going to tell this man. That is not your business. Like that, that stopped being your business. It was never your business to begin with. And it also wasn't your business. Put your penis in someone else's wife, but you did it. Why not take it a step further and let this man know what his wife is up to? That's pettiness and Right it's what there. you deserve. If you cheat, you don't really get to so say what the stand deserves. Stan deserves prison. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> Blackmail. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, I'm not really talking about Stan anymore. Because like I said, Stan was crazy. And his was purely like, get with me or I'm going to tell your husband. Most of the niggas they got with was crazy. Like, oh, high school artist dude that Tony got with. Oh my after, God. Tony after they so broke up and then Tony, uh, after they broke up, and then Tony, like, you know, like, a couple episodes later, old boy came back. Tony goes to the store. She comes back. Old boy is <laughs> on the floor having sex with some white shorty. Just on to Tony's get back floor, Just her. to get back at Tony. That was crazy. That was, that's crazy <laughs> mental. Like, like, shorty thought, you know, we've been through some things where we're going to get back together. Like, we're trying to work it out. People have vindictive. Like, talk and about that's playing the long game. That's the long game, baby. People, people are vindictive and mental, Brad, because that's some mental shit. You got to be in a mental place to not to think of it because you got to be in a hurt place to think of it. You have to be in a mental place to perform and actually do it. Like, that shit, like, because, right. like, 
it's 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 only human for us to think to, think to want some exactly to want somebody to feel the hurt that you felt. It's only human, but yeah, to be honest, you have to be mental to actually take it to that place because you have to be you have to transcend that eventually. Yes, you can want that for a person because they yeah. did you wrong. So it's only human to feel that way. But at a certain point, you do have to transcend it, become better than it, and move on. But if you stick on it and you actually do it, especially to the level of which he did, that's some crazy stuff. Like the part, the only part of that that wouldn't be mental is if he like you know did some bullshit. Like oh, he has sex somewhere else and he accidentally called Tony and then Tony hears it on the phone. That's also, pe- that's petty, but that's not mental. This nigga bought Shorty to her house, made sure they were in the middle of the freaking living room floor so Tony can walk in on it. That's mental. I mean, either way, it's like, it, unless, when you get some back with somebody just to prove something, you're already fucked up. <laughs> like, exactly. It don't even matter how you went about it. Even if you did, you know, call me, like, you still called me on purpose just so I can hear it. It's like, what was the reason? Yeah, so in that case, it's, like, different levels. Yeah. But still, still, it's fucked up. All, all, all levels are fucked up. The different levels are called different things. So while we're on the uh, topic of Tony's heartbreak, <laughs> can we please talk about Todd? And yeah, most definitely. He was the ass. major... He was the major love interest for Tony during seasons, you know, four, five, six, pretty much. He was <laughs> From Tony's when he main came person. on to when Tony left. Which is that like was like four her last or three or four. Love but Todd is uh, supposed to be a successful dentist. No. Uh, what do you mean, no? He's not a dentist. Surgeon. There you go. He's supposed to be this. I thought that sometimes surgeon. too while we were watching the show. Right. But no, he, that, and that's important because plastic surgeons make a lot of money. Um, so yeah, they meet because she wants to get her eyebrows done and he's like, oh no, you're beautiful but they can keep up with her and they go back and forth with the jab so they fall for each other. Fuckboy Todd uh, Fuck gets boy with Todd. Tony under the impression that he is rich. Tony says multiple times, all the time, she wants a rich man. Right. She does not want to go back to Fresno. Right. She wants to be supported. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Todd's like, yeah, I got you. We're going to get this million dollar wedding. Like, whatever you want is on me, baby. And he does it all. And he does it all. Fucking Tony gets a surprise of her life. <laughs> so they get married and almost immediately the next day finds out boy, oh boy, Todd is in crippling debt. $500,000 in debt. And you know what he says? He says, we're $500,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. Not him. Not, hey, babe, I got this debt, but don't worry. I'm going to save my half of the money so I can pay it all. It's like, we have to start saving money and not be, we have to start wow. being frugal together as a unit because I have debt that happened before this marriage. Which is fucking When ridiculous. I tell you I was so heated like it was me. <laughs> Imagine. And that's what we talking about. Yeah, that's about. why I was mad. Broke <clears throat> niggas get with women knowing that they have a certain level of luxury they would like to live in and pursue her anyway, promise her the world, and then try to turn around and call them a gold digger when I told you what I wanted, which broke ass. Don't send her a Birkin bag unless you can <laughs> send her a Birkin bag every week. Unless you can send her a matching belt for the rest of your life and the mini version. Exactly. Like, <laughs> now, of course, not. don't actually do that, but you get what we're saying. 
But it like you have to be able to back it up. That exactly. Because like, that becomes an expectation. Like if yeah. buying if, a Birkin bag puts a stranglehold on your finances. <laughs> Then that's not Leave the Tony one Charles for you. Alone. That's not the one for you. Leave a sweetie alone. I was like, about to say you're not getting with sweetie. Sweetie, you're not. Sweetie. And like that's okay. Go get with Lala and that's down okay. the street. And that's okay. Go get with Shaniqua down the street. Lala that sells, down the street. That sells Lucy's for a dollar. Go you. get with her. That's in your price range. Focus on yourself. Get your get your money game up, and then maybe you can get there. Like, you don't even have to go right. deal with Lala down the street. And that's like, the thing. Like, if you're not in a place where you need to be, why are you so pressed for a relationship? Todd, why couldn't you work hard and pay off your debt and then get a woman, get you a Tony? Todd. Real life example, black people. Because this is where I see it the most. I'm, I don't know. I'm not going to speak for white people because I don't know what they do. But you know what I do see, do. nigga? When I go down to the hood, back where I used to live, back around Bennett Road, specifically, you know what I see? I see broken down housing no. with Camaros in front of them. Oh Stop yeah, babe, tell them about the Stop challengers it. in the hood. Like challengers, <laughs> challengers, like tricked out with the rims, tricked out with the spinners, and you live on sitting Hill. in front of these busted <laughs> apartment buildings. Stop that! Oh like, my you god, your priorities messed up, and it's not cute. Why? And I hate you. Why are you sitting on twenty inch rims but sleeping on a futon on the floor? Oh my Stop god. it, chief. Stop you know, it. Your grandmother's den, like. Stop it. <laughs> Sell that car. <laughs> you can't be pulling up to the 7-Eleven on Bennett Road with a yellow Camaro with a black stripe on it. We know where you're going, son. You're not going to Virginia or Maryland. You're not going to Northwest D.C. You're going down the street next to Bennett Road Station where they got them cheap housings at. Come on, son. Mm-hmm. Come on. Like when you went down to, to the uh, broke-down-ass go-kart ring. <laughs> And we saw like not one but like two or three challengers in this good ass that. environment. I'm like, why do you feel so Y'all did not parking your shit here. Y'all didn't come from out of town to no. hang with the fam. No. no. You, you live, live around here. you live around the block. Come on, son. This is your weekend hangout. Like, like you shit. frequent this location. Stop that. You you're living with um from out of outside of your means. You better stop it. You better save that money, do what you're supposed to do. But back to the show. Though. But yeah, so Todd is basically like, we got this debt. Tony Child was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I ain't going back to Fresno. I'm not going to stop my bougie lifestyle for you. You need to step. And then Todd get an attitude about it. Like, oh, you're so bougie. You need to cut that shit out. It's like, that's <laughs> what? what? Like, like, Todd is a prime example of what men do, with mm-hmm. what a lot of men do when it comes to obtaining a woman and then completely changing priorities. Doing a 180 and then trying to say that she changed. Exactly. Like, no, I did not. I've been the same bitch I always have been. Like, guys would do that. They got, Guys don't even realize they do it, which is part of the problem. Yeah. They will um, do the things to obtain a woman, things they wouldn't regularly do. They're putting their greatest foot forward, not <laughs> even their best. They're putting their greatest foot forward. And they're going out of their way. And then when you get comfortable, when you get with the woman, aka get married or something like that, or even then just you feel in a relationship comfortable. For a long time. Exactly. If you're in a relationship for a long time, then you get comfortable. Then you start settling back into the ways you were doing before you got in a relationship. That's the real you. <laughs> and now the woman's like, what the fuck is this? And you're like, what, bitch? No, you're and crazy. She's complaining too much and doing too much. Like, and that's because what? not she changed, but you changed, like my guy. Every week. <laughs> you used to bring me flowers for no reason. Now you sitting up in here in your game all day. Like, What's going that's on? That's how I be too. So like, gentlemen, you you can't 
you 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 can put your best foot forward, but then you gotta really think about actually keeping it out there. Exactly, and if not, because like I stopped, I attempted to stop doing that a long time ago. Like, because I can't hold the facade forever. I can't pretend that I'm quiet and and not you know filled with anxiety. Like it's like, yo, I got anxiety and I, I talk too much and I tell bad jokes. Do you want me or no? And men, of course. I personally don't want you to feel attacked, of course, because when you feel attacked, you get defensive. I know I'm a man. So what I'm saying is to also, of course, let you know that you're not the only one in the wrong, which you also need yes, to be doing are. as a man. When you put your best foot forward, it's you also, what, what guys don't do, which I would love to encourage you because I like to do this every episode whenever we talk about men and women issues. <laughs> I love to encourage my men to do some things Hello. to better themselves. So, gentlemen, for this episode, I would love to encourage you when you put your best foot forward, because, of course, we're going to do that whenever we're trying to impress a woman or impress anybody, for that matter. When you do that, make sure you're what a lot of guys forget to do. They, you forget to examine the woman while you're doing it. What you do is you find a woman, you see great traits in her that you like, because, of course, a woman will only present those stuff she likes about herself, which is usually nah, what everybody else would like. <laughs> so that stuff you see on her on her uh on her uh on her uh instagram the the mm-hmm. weeaboo pics the 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 booty shots all of that I stuff the 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 fanciness of like her going out that sometimes the, the the way her room looks like all of that fun stuff like wow you think wow this would be great i would love for her to be a, my my girlfriend so when the guy put his foot, his best foot forward, he's only thinking about that stuff and you forget to actually still examine her because you feel like you already have it figured out. I'm like, oh, how she is and she's pretty cool. She's awesome. Oh, she watches Wait, anime like me. Are you advising them to look for flaws? I'm advising <laughs> you to, no, 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 not to look for flaws. Well, first, well, I guess, yeah, it's kind of so. I'm advising you to make sure you examine everything is what I'm so saying. If you think a girl is perfect, newsflash, she not. They're all That's bums. true. That's that is, wait, what? what? <laughs> I didn't say they all bums. <laughs> I'm not even, like, this but is bad no. advice. <laughs> the same thing I always say when I tell guys to put their best foot forward and women, you should also be doing that. Also the other way around. When women, because what usually happens is guys put their best foot forward. Women examine the guys, see if they want them. You both need to be doing both. You both put your best foot forward. Okay. And then you both also examine the other person. Because even when you're putting your best foot forward, of course, red flags and the flaws and everything still pops up because we're all human. So... That's what I'm encouraging men to do, because I don't think men do that. We focus on, sadly, some of you niggas just focus on sex, which is not the right way either. <laughs> Even if you are just looking for sex, you're still not supposed to. You're still not supposed to just be paying attention to like physical aspects. You're still supposed to pay attention to the way she acts, the way she carries herself, and the way hilarious. the things around her are. That's part of carrying yourself and personality. So, like, yeah, I mean, like. I know the body's banging, but believe me, there are other turnoffs that you probably won't find out about until it's too late. <laughs> so, yeah, you want to examine. You you definitely want to examine the people that you try to have in your life in any capacity. It's just that simple. Why are you making that face? <laughs> I don't know. Are you confused? I feel like that's a very negative approach to dating. I don't think it is. Examine them. I, I feel like you still hear me I, saying I like find their flaws. That's what it sounds like. You're saying like look for flaws. No, like, I said, it's like it's like you're saying, hey fellas, 
she might look good, uh, she might be saying all the right stuff, but she got flaws. She's got to look hard enough for them. Well, let's say, and you're stuck on that. But what I'm saying is, keep your eyes open. That's what I mean by examine them. Like, keep your eyes open. Don't ignore them. Because a lot of times the red flags are there, plain as day. But we choose to ignore them because it's that euphoria of the first time and first time, you know, hanging out with somebody or vibing with somebody. And we choose to ignore the bad stuff. Right. So that's what I mean. I'm going to modify that a bit. This is my advice for (laughs) fellas and for girls because, you know, um, I think that you should take an approach similar to mine where you you show your good qualities and you also give a little heads up about your not so good qualities. Because, like, I feel like they're, they're going to find out anyway. And when I am having an anxiety attack in the corner, you can't be surprised. So you can't leave me. <laughs> but also, like, guys, if you got two girls that think they're your girlfriend but they're not, or you're telling them they're not, that's something you should probably let a bitch know. <laughs> if you have kids, if your financial situation isn't the best, I mean, don't bring it up on the first date because that's weird. <laughs> But you should really just make your whole person known as a person so that, no, you can't say, oh, you changed or what happened to this and that. Because, like, my thing, I can always go back to, nigga, I let you know. I let you know who I was. Although That's I the still. Thing, like, nigga, I let you know. That is my main thing because it's, it's so well, true. Yeah, like, did I, did I not tell you I had anxiety and depression when we first met? Right. Facts. He know that about me. <laughs> he know oh, how yeah. I get down in these streets. Like, all righty. So getting back to the main topic. Um, so question, Lex, um, so concerning our main four characters Uh of the show, um, do you enjoy, and just go through each of them, do you enjoy the way they started more or the way they ended more? Uh, fuck. Now let's start with Joan. No. So, (laughs) Joan, I've like had the most, or the biggest character development and like change throughout the series which i I didn't really like i felt like joan started off as you know she was accomplished put together she's smart she's a little quirky and she wants a marriage she wants a husband she wants all the kids she might you know get a little desperate here and there but she's still like a good woman Mm. throughout the series they do this weird thing where they kind of break her down to be, I guess, a bit a person with more baggage because maybe they realized later on that she didn't have that enough issues. That was literally in season seven only. Where so they did it's that. wild. Yeah. So, you know, eventually, first things first, she stops being a lawyer out of almost nowhere. They just make her feel unfulfilled one season. And then she quits being a lawyer. She opens up a restaurant. The restaurant eventually pops off. Um, and then she becomes like an it girl for a season and she just becomes this horrible person that's so out of character where she's no longer there for her friends. Um, she's very vain and self-centered. She's wearing uncharacteristic clothing. (laughs) She's just doing a lot of things that Joan wouldn't do. Right. And so they really just build her up just to break her down for some reason. I, I didn't like that. Because it's basically, I feel like it sent a message to women like, hey, shorty, humble yourself. Like, just because you get successful, you're not allowed to treat yourself. You're not allowed to celebrate yourself. Because she buys herself a car that she's always wanted. She's, like, finally getting into herself in her own bag. And then they make her get white girl wasted at a party where she is completely inappropriately dressed. She's thrown up on the hill, and then her car crashes into a mountainside. 
Like, why did she have to go through all the... Like, what was the point? I was about to say, yeah. That was pretty crazy. And I feel like that was very uncharacteristic of uh, yeah. Joan. The Joan we came to know. They did try to justify it by saying, like, she was going through this metamorphosis-type situation in her life where, like, she was trying to become a different person because she didn't want to necessarily be seen as, like, the safe person she's always been seen mm-hmm. as. So they literally gave her this little quick thing that she did between college and becoming a lawyer there's like it's 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 like a thing like i think she was for like six months she was um sleeping with a married man i believe is what yeah, it was remember they, were, they were saying that that was during when maya was cheating no 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 no. they they said that um no it was before no, she met maya remember, no they said i i was too embarrassed to tell it because remember she was like um Maya was like, oh, well, you were giving me hell that whole time. It was before time. the series started. No, it wasn't. Okay, well, I think maybe really something else did happen, but I definitely remember her saying you were giving me all this hell about it, and she was like, yeah, girl, I didn't want you judging me. Right, something like that. But yeah, they were just kind of bringing up all these things that she apparently did while the show was running that it was like, that wouldn't have made sense for the series, that, that, that didn't fit her personality. So, like, I, I never, I don't really understand the point of doing that to Joan's character. I guess maybe they were bored it was, with her. I was and like then say, they made it her... was just, I feel like it was more, it was, uh, because they, you know, kind of exhausted storyline, so they was trying to create more, I believe. I guess. And more friction between the, um, fi- friction between the uh, group. And then they made her date that old-ass man, which I literally, I had to turn away several times during those, like, what, like, two episodes? Yeah. He was, like, 80. He literally disappeared, too. He wasn't even, like, he wasn't even, like, a Keith David. Like, he was, like, old. He was not handsome. He would be handsome to another woman who was also 80. Right. <laughs> but Joan, at this time, is, what, like, 34? Like, she's young. Young for him, especially. <laughs> it was just, it was so disgusting. I did not, there was no way they could have spun that to make it, like, oh, age doesn't matter. It was gross, and I hated it. Like, I, I didn't like that. So what about Tony? Tony pretty much stayed the same. Um, I I mean, she had a baby, and that changed her. Then, I didn't mean to finish about how tall it just ended up doing her so dirty, because he basically left her after she got pregnant, moved to New York, blah, 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 then tries to come back, and then Tony's like, I'm not feeling it no more. Well, he already left before he found out she got pregnant. He was already like, yeah, yeah we're he was already, separate. yeah, he had a job in New York, and yeah, and then she came to New York and was like, I'm pregnant. <sighs> but yeah, um, the only thing I didn't like was when Tony left, because it was, I mean, later to come to find out, she just she wanted to become an actress. Her actor, her actress wanted to become a movie actress, mm, so she left the show because after the sixth season, her contract was up. Oh. So that's why she just she you know she didn't have to come back if she didn't want to. So she tried that. I don't know how far she really got. That. Well, obviously not far because we <laughs> haven't heard of her. Exactly, I haven't heard anything from her. But yeah, I don't like how they left her and Joan's friendship off. Like it just it was done just because you know Joan took that year to kind of get into herself and Tony felt neglected. Tony had moved already. Right, and then Tony moved and then, you know, she was off the show and that was just kind of it. Yep, that was pretty much it. Okay, what about Maya? Maya was cool. Like, was she, (laughs) do you, did you think she was better at the beginning of this story or at the end of her story? I think 
the end because I felt like she was like in the relationship she wanted to be in. Because although she started out with Darnell, she, you could tell she didn't want to be with Darnell at times. Right. And I felt like she had to lose him to that bitch Lena. <laughs> she had to lose him to Lena and watch him almost get married to realize that, you know, that's what she wanted. So I felt like she was better off in the end of the series. You know, she was an authoress. She was trying to try to have a baby, but then she had a miscarriage. That was weird. Um, but yeah, I feel like she <laughs> ended better than she started. I thought like she was very young and kind of lost when the show first started. Okay, and Lynn. Boo! <laughs> Lynn didn't have a storyline ever. She there was, was a no. Musician. Oh, you know what? Yeah, she worked with Big Boy. That was cute. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Big Boy. That was. I felt like they didn't know what to do with Lynn. So, do you think time. she was better at the beginning or at the end? I mean, definitely still the end. In the beginning, she was homeless and didn't have a job. In the end, she had her own place. She was starting to pick up in her music. She found her real mom and dad, and then her brother became Derwin. <laughs> For a pilot episode, maybe. For a that's pilot about episode, it. that was weird. Whatever. Skip the hell out that episode, mind you. I did not want to watch it. I'm not a huge fan of the game. I'm happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the game, bruh. Oh, and then William. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I liked... Well, you know, it always comes with aging when a person becomes more mature. But to be honest, I wished... Um, I liked him. Uh, I think he was better off at the beginning uh, when he was eager, young, go-getter, before he made partner, I feel like mom, when William became partner is when he kind of staggered in his character development. Mm-hmm. From then on in, it was like a straight line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was like an up and down needle when he finally settled on, when the series finally settled him on one woman who ended up being Monica, who had already went out with once before and had, you know, that quick little thing fling with um, the second time they had gotten back together. Um, and then the third final time, that was that was it. And then like the way they got together was very subpar. Like William, I feel like William at that point in the story was just ready to be with someone for the rest of his life. Yeah. And so I feel like William settled. And like, cause like I even remembered when he was talking to her about it, it was like such a bullshit thing. It wasn't even like, oh, you know, it's like love. It was like, I, I love you with all my heart. And like, this is finally it. He said that to her eventually. But at first, when he was first trying to get back with her for the third time, he was saying shit like, oh, like, you know, me and you keep bumping back into each right, other. It has to mean something. Ever wants to hear. It has to mean something. Like, we, we, we need each other. We we should be together. I almost felt relationship. She was the only one that actually wanted his ass because there was Yvonne who left him at the altar. Which was bullshit. Which was bullshit. So I personally wanted Joan and William to be together. That's what yeah, I Yeah, I always felt like that should have been the final... Uh, I thought it was them. until like all that shit with Aaron and Joan was getting serious. I mean, because they made it, they made it obvious it wasn't gonna happen. They pulled like a Ross and I mean a Rachel and Joey, where it's like, oh no, we're too good of buddies to have sex, and then that's why they broke up. Fucking crazy. So too stupid good to of me. Buddies that like I feel like if if you're as attracted to each other as you say you are, they're literally could not be a reason you wouldn't want to have sex. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm ready to go. Like, I, I understand having, like, the giggles at first. So I'm like, hi, I can't believe we're doing this. But, like, I'm still attracted to Eventually, you. Eventually, it'll happen. happen. Right. Which was just utter bullshit. Because, like, 
Especially, like, it's utter bullshit. I feel like it was all on Jones' end because William was literally always like, oh, girl, I'm ready to go. Ready to go, right. <laughs> I'm ready to go. And, like, it was like, and then, like, I feel like it was all, it, that was all on Joan. And it's utter bullshit. I just feel like those two should have ended up together. Yeah, I mean, because they have similar personalities. They're both weird and into, like, that Christmassy, jingly stuff. Or they're, like, kind of only people in the friend group that would do it with each other. I feel like platonic friends have, like, similar interests and, like, are, like, you know, are cool with each other. But, like, the way Joan and William carried um, carried them, themselves and, like, how much they had in common, not even just how much they had in common, but, well, yeah, how much they had in common, how much, like, they really enjoyed each other's company, that was more than just a platonic friendship. Yeah. And it's bullshit, like, they tried to say, like, oh, it's just too, it's just too much like that to ever, like, be something else, because I feel like I've never seen that, that little episode's arc of Joey and Rachel, but even that... That feels that feels more realistic. Like, oh, Rachel and Joey, I couldn't see that. No, they were so cute together. That made me mad too, because I felt like I, they forced Ross and Rachel first of all, just because it was a fan favorite. Her right. and Joey made much more sense because Joey was goofy, and so was Rachel. Ross was all, ooh, business, business. I deal with dinosaurs. And <laughs> <a> goofy business. <laughs> I didn't think he was goofy in it though. Um, Man, but... just. You ain't watching it for Austin. I watched every Ross. episode of the show. Don't Ross play with was me. Fucking hilarious. Every episode. Ross is fucking hilarious. So in spite of himself. <laughs> let's get into the way the show had ended after it got so it literally halfway through season eight, after a good thirteen episodes. The show abruptly ends. Yep. Out of fucking nowhere. After a regular ass episode, the show just ends. There are no more episodes. I didn't know that that was going to happen. Because when I first watched it, I was a child. And I watched it with my mom and my sister. So I forgot that that even happened. Hmm. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, you know, we're heading towards the end. But then we're just on this random ass episode where like there's so many loose ends <laughs> and then we look and it says you may also enjoy watching. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm still enjoying this show. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was canceled halfway through the season. It, it got canceled. Which is crazy. I didn't look up why, but it's I did. It, it was crazy because it was such a successful show. It had eight seasons. So like and I, you know, obviously eight felt like the last one. So to not just give them their last 10 episodes was bullshit. You said you did? Yeah. What was it? Remember I told you, um, basically at the time, uh, CW was merging with UPN. Or they were buying UPN. Right, merging with them. Um, also, this is also during the time where there was a writer strike. So uh, the writers, writers from strike. Girlfriends weren't writing any episodes. Uh, Girlfriends Jesus. was very expensive to make at the time because it was so successful. So right. all After these a few seasons, that happens. big characters had to be paid. Right. Big buku bucks. <laughs> bucks. So basically, you know, CW decided it wasn't worth <laughs> continuing the show. They just, they just canceled it and just never got picked oh. back up. And that's right. The writer strike happened in 08. Yeah. Oh that's when the show God. ended. Fucking. And then also they were coming out with the game, which we kind of alluded to earlier, where, you know, it was also a spinoff of Girlfriends. Um, so they were putting all their money in the new show. Because they're uh, like, this old shit, which I do. But 
Exactly. And like, they never bothered to wrap it up. Like, they could have come back a few years later and just basically told me how everything ends. Like, I'm going to tell you how it ends. So, at this point, Joan is engaged. Finally, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> then, all of a sudden, done, 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 her man yeah. gets called on, gets called <laughs> to, like, Iraq or one of those. So, I was like, oh, no, baby. I know we're about to get married, but I gotta go. Bye. So, he dips. He's a broke-ass school teacher. He lives in a studio apartment, but Joan doesn't care. Um, yeah, he bought a house. Oh, yeah. He, you know what? Let me tell you about that. Aaron, he bought a house. He's trying to do better for himself. <laughs> he teaches in the hood. His kid, his students are bad as hell. So he sends a letter to Joan, and has Joan go and read the letter to his students, and then you find out that he's going to come back home. He's going to be coming back Ooh, soon. that's like the end of Joan's story. You don't get a wedding that she's been wanting this whole series. Oh my fucking you don't God. get the kids. You don't get anything. Oh my Bullshit. fucking God. The one thing, the one, two, three things she's talked about. She doesn't get. Since the beginning of <laughs> the show. You don't get to see it. You don't get to see. We get like, to see everybody's wedding. We get to see Tony. We get to see William. We get to see Maya, Maya twice. twice. <laughs> and we don't get our main character's wedding. That's fucking crazy. Because yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty much how the show is supposed to end. Right. It was always finally supposed to end married. with her wedding, maybe a flash forward where she's pregnant, yeah. has a baby real flash quick. Flash forward of her and her two kids. We're and... all crying. It's a good time. Right. William and Monica were already married. So they, which Monica was pregnant. She was pregnant. We never got to see the birth of her never baby. Never got to see the birth of that boob. Um, Maya and Darnell. Darnell were in the process of adoption. Right, because remember I said she had that miscarriage, so they're thinking, okay, maybe we can adopt. So they were trying to get that. We never see if they go through with that. Lynn was making progression in her music career. Oh, I'll tell you. Um, so yeah, so after Big Boy, she gets signed to a label. Then the label Bad isn't trying to, yeah, they're not trying to release her music because they don't know what to do with her because she's biracial. And then she makes kind of like a purposely bad. Uh, EP and sends it in and they're like, oh, we like it. We're going to release your music. But we don't get to see the release. We don't get to see how that plays out. She never gets a man or girl. (laughs) It's just it's just done. And Tony never comes back. Right. Like we don't get Which is also was going to be, you know, something a part of like a finale for the show. Like right. they were going to pay her. Came back for one final episode to work it out Joan, it probably it would have been at her wedding. Oh, dude, because her and Joan are just done for. The same like, way that Joan shows up at her friend's wedding because she always manages to piss them off the day before. So Tony would have done the same thing where she'd show up on her wedding unannounced as a bridesmaid. They would cry, showing a baby. It would be cute. Yeah, but we didn't get that. It's a fucking Briar Strike, fucking CW. I hate you, CW, with your stupid superhero shows. No one see that shit. The writers' strike really, even though of course you know it was, they needed to be paid, understandable. But the writers' strike of '08 was so humongous. It really affected most to everything. It fucked with so many shows, so many movies. It really sucked, but. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure they actually got a good deal out of it. They fucking better have um, <laughs> after everything that that drink like affected. So yeah, that's how it ended. It, you know, nobody's story is finished. Um, of course, I feel like Lynn got the worst end of the stick because they always kind of bumbled through her stories, no matter what they were like. I remember back in like season four, I want to say or five. 
her parents had came and like basically guilted her into which which was necessary for Lynn. Her adoptive parents came and guilted her into getting a job to start paying off her loan, her her student loans. Um, if you don't know, Lynn had five college degrees. <laughs> she had five, I think. I don't know. I don't know if they were PhDs, but I know she had five college degrees, period. And of course, that's a lot of school time. That's a lot of fucking money. So she had a shitload of loans that, of course, her parents, of course, signed off on, as any college student would know. That's usually how it goes. Um, So her parents wanted to do a certain, you know, wanted to start a business and go on the road with the business. But they couldn't because of Lynn's loans and she didn't she had not started paying them back. Mainly, though, what I'm saying is she had ended up having to get a corporate job, which, of course, Lynn didn't like because she was like, you know, like, oh, the system is always trying to bring us the people down and shit like that. So she never wanted to get a job, but she did to start paying off the loans. About seven, eight episodes later, she quits that to start making documentaries with her real, her biological mother. And it just never comes up again. Like, oh, her paying off the loans for, you know, her parents that could like go on and do what they wanted to do with their dream. I actually think her parents never show up for the rest of the series. Actually, after that, I'm pretty sure of. So like, like, you know, for me, I was like, they always bumbled and stumbled their way through Lynn's storylines because they didn't really have a lot for her to do. It was like, she was like the fourth person there to round it out. She was like the Meg of the group. Like, you know, somebody who's like, which unfortunately, like most people end up having, most groups end up having just like that one person there who's like, oh, you're not, you're not here just to be ragged on. You're part of the group and we love you, but you're the one who ends up getting ragged on the most or being used as an example of, this is what you shouldn't do. (laughs) So like, yeah, like it's just the Meg of the family, and that's ended up. That's pretty much what Lynn was there mostly for—to be the fuck up, to be that. But one. I feel like if they just would have gave her like a serious relationship that wasn't based on a joke, they really could have right. that around for her. But they gave her all these jokey men first. Was the Jamaican dude, and then there was the mm-hmm. celibate dude, mm-hmm. and then they put her in a lesbian relationship that she didn't want to be in. Like all of her relationships. The were pastor jokes. one. Oh, the was pastor, actually... my man. Uh, Dwayne. The one, I believe that was her last one too before the series had ended. Yeah. She had gotten to a relationship with the minister of his own church, um, you know, a very small startup church. And that one was actually pretty much her only serious one. Right. Like, even the one with like the little musician dude wasn't serious. That was oh, like, it that. seemed like mostly sex. And then afterwards became unhealthy because, and then later to find out, it was because he was like the beginning of her music career, of her music um, aspirations. So she kind of attached those aspirations to him. And so when he left, she kind of, she didn't know it was really about the music. She just assumed it was Which about they the guy. Made terrible music, by the way. <laughs> by the it was by. so bad. So I don't even know why she was so sad. You about just it. don't understand the. The intricate trip hop. Trip it. You just don't understand the the different words. He was ugly and he whispered some, not even sung, just whispered through the whole tracks. (laughs) And Lynn kind of did it too, honestly. 
So yeah, like that one wasn't even serious as much as it was just unhealthy. Just very right. fucking. But yeah, that one the patch. That was a good point. But of, of course, they decided they couldn't work it out because Lynn's a freak, and, and Pastor Dwayne is a pastor. He's a pastor, and like, oh, you know, I don't want to come between you and God. And God. And God. So yeah, they decided like, oh, it's better if they just don't do it. <laughs> but if they would have gave her somebody that's like her speed, but not like super duper weird, they could have really gave her a nice storyline. But they just continue to use her for this unfunny joke about hippies and vegans. It's like, it's not funny. It was <laughs> Ooh, funny. Dreadlocks, Jamaica. I don't eat meat because I care about animals. Who's going to fucking lose her? <laughs> it was, it was well, pretty I was funny. Out of joke. It, was, it was funny. Yeah, it got for me. Of course, for you. You're vegetarian. It was funny most times, though. Yeah, but actually, <laughs> all right. Um, I see you on here. You put the life after show for actors. The only person for that I can speak to is, of course, Tracy Ellis Rouse. Fun fact: that's actually not her real name. That's her. That's just her stage name. I didn't know that. That's crazy. You think you know it, version? Well, Ellis is like her one of her dad's last names. I think he has two. So it is, those are her names. Right. Oh, no, no, no. Her mom's well, last name. well, obviously, that's why she uses them, yes. Right. But that's not her birth certificate, birth name, is what I'm right, saying. Right, right. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, that's all I was saying that for. But, yeah, obviously, um, we all know Tracy Ellis Ross. She goes blackish, is where she got most of her hype from after Girlfriends because she was a little shh on a hush hush for a while right. until blackish came out. So, obviously, she's a raging success. We all love her. She's all of our moms. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, you want, like, she ain't my her. mom. She a sexy mama, though. Uh, and then I think I saw Golden Brooks on an episode of. Yeah, she was on an episode. <laughs> an episode of. No, she was on a few episodes, actually. Um, on uh, Heart of Dixie. It was a CW oh show. Oh, God, Heart of Dixie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that popular show. It was popular on CW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I watched it. And yeah, you did. I don't tell you. Um, people in your age range Tony are was never to be heard from again. CW shows are made for people in your age range, <laughs> in our age I range. I was gonna say, I mean, my age range. The same CW age shows age. are literally made for us. Yeah, because we're the ones who consume the most. What I'm saying is that's it though. Like, it's not a very popular Listen, show. Don't take away from Golden Brook's success. No, I'm taking away from the heart of Dick, the heart of Dixie. Okay, you can do all you want. They still got paid though. Yeah, true. Um, like you said, uh, Tony, the one who played Tony, was kind of also never heard of again. Never. Like, damn, these motherfuckers didn't even show up on fucking uh, Tyler Perry movies. Like, what's up with Nothing. that? Nothing. Like, even, like, I, I could see, like, directly after the show, they would maybe get a few special guest right. stars or something, but it was just, like, hush, especially, like, Lynn, I never saw her in anything. I haven't seen Persia White, who plays Lynn in anything. Until, and then I did that little, um... Special episode, that on special episode Blackish. on Blackish, I think. Where they all got back together for a reunion. Yeah. No, no, it was the last season. Uh, well, whatever. Last season they got together and I was very excited. And then oh, yes. freaking William, the saddest story of them all. <laughs> Basically, Reggie Haynes. Or Reggie something. After the, store, after the show ended, just fell on extra hard times. He basically lost all his money, mm. had to sell his mansion and live mm. in his sister's garage. Mm. And to make matters worse, he ended up getting like, I forgot, some type of some type of health issue. Kidney, something. He was in the hospital recently and like he was just doing bad. 
<laughs> was and that recently? Or yeah. Was that a while back? That was recently. Because yeah. it came out after Girlfriends was uh, introduced to Netflix. And they posted a picture of him like he was like currently in the hospital. Mm. Um, but he got out. He's fine now. But like just imagine being on such a successful show for all those years and like having nothing afterwards. I feel like, like a lot of people can relate to that. For eight years and then just nothing. So many people can relate to that. Like last time you seen somebody from Living Single. Like, no, 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 you're right, you're right. You're I right. look at that show in, uh, whatchamacallit. Anyway. <laughs> was, was, I can't yeah. think of a name. Ogafee, the, not Jamaican dude, but this, the dark-skinned dude. I don't, I never knew his name, actually. Like, the dark-skinned I watched woman. Single, so I oh, you, oh, yeah? Sinclair. Uh, I know what? of the characters, but let's not forget I'm only 24. I didn't watch the next single. So yeah, like just a bunch of successful shows like that. Shit, even Friends itself. I mean, like besides Jennifer and just nah, and actually you can't really yeah, say that about Friends. <laughs> That's why I said never mind. Do their own, like all of them, yeah. besides Monica. No, she she has Veep. You don't know about Veep. What the fuck is Veep? Exactly, you don't know. Last time I saw her it was bedtime stories. <laughs> Wait, 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 No, 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 no. Veep is um is a shorty from uh, Seinfeld. They look alike. No, they don't at oh, all. Yeah, they do. First of all, Monica is but no. Courtney Cox had did, did no. She she Courtney did Cox. she did do something though. Like she I was said, like I in a show. What is that? Uh, the Adam, Adam Sandler, Sandler movie? movie. She was a no. She did something else because. The shorty from Seinfeld did Veep, and then Courtney Cox had a had a show herself. I just don't remember. But yeah, I feel I feel like everybody but LeBlanc did. Then Chandler LeBlanc is still doing stuff. Yeah, Chandler. But, like, but his Chandler stuff is so style. low key. Like episode. That's a good barely, show. I'm not saying it's not, but barely people know about it. And it was another show LeBlanc had where he was the star. It was like it was like a sitcomy show. That one didn't do so well. Joey obviously didn't do well. To the I point know. where a lot of people don't even know Joey existed. Yeah. For the one season it did. Um, the show he has on now, I forgot what it's called, but that's not doing so well. I know. Because, because it's you not. Watch it? No, not because of that. <laughs> I looked these things up actually. Um, let's face her. Yeah, LeBlanc has been in a lot of like low production things that you know aren't like super well known, but they do relatively well to get renewed because yeah. episodes was like what five seasons. Yeah. So like yeah, but that was more because believe it or not, that was more of a British show. That was actually very popular over in UK. Oh. Yeah, that's why. I was gonna say that's why that one blew up so much. As I say, you don't hear a lot about episodes over in the states. Yeah, that's wrong culture. <laughs> oh, we're not. We're on culture because we don't know about UK shows. I mean, yeah. You go over there, you bring up Empire to them. They will. They will be they flabbergasted. I bet they'd be flabbergasted. The what rest the of the world is, is that so might? Americanized. You'd be very surprised. What is that might? <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, they're, they're super popular stuff we hear about. Yeah. And our super popular stuff they hear about. That's how it works. Well, anyway, episodes is on Netflix, and it's a very good show. Please support Matt <laughs> So, Lamar. like, because I'm trying to think of all of them. Like, like Chandler, I don't see Chandler in anything. Well, Chandler was, like, on drugs, so. Oh, really? They- I think it, I'm pretty sure I remember it coming out that he said half the episodes he was high on. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so he doesn't remember doing it. Oh but my he god! Did drugs. Funny. I don't. I think it was like coke. Nothing crazy. David Schwimmer has been in is sucking the giraffe on Madagascar. So I was gonna say yeah, he's been on a couple of things. Of success to me. <laughs> he's been on a couple of things. Voiceover. 
He was he played a Kardashian. And then Lisa Kudrow does a lot of random movies, but I see her around every few. Oh, Phoebe. Every two years, yeah. Lisa, yeah, I love I love her wherever she does pop up. That's little hippie woman. And then of course Jennifer Aniston is Jennifer Aniston. Exactly, everybody knows (laughs) she's getting around Jennifer Aniston. Oh, and uh, Dylan Cole Sprouse, the better version. What's his name? Played uh, what's his Ross's son. Yeah. And now they're Dylan Cole's Bros. <laughs> now Isn't they're that great? Dylan Cole's Well, they always have been. But. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that all worked out for them. But yeah, yeah, I can't say the same about girlfriends. Exactly, you can't. <laughs> like, just... But you know how people feel about black women. Like, it's harder for black people, especially black women, too. I was going to say, I feel like it's harder for black sitcom people, period. Yeah. Because um, I'm pretty sure it's another old school. Yeah, like, well, that's probably mainly because he was on SNL. Like fucking David Spade, like he's been in, like he's been in more things than you realize that have actually done moderately well, mm-hmm. which is utter bullshit. Why? I like David Spade, but come on, son, this nigga plays the same person in everything. I he's think in. he just plays himself. Exactly. I think that's just his personality. And that's what blows me. That's the problem with people like him and Kevin Hart. <laughs> no. I love that we love them. <gasps> we love them. Shock. But come on, son. Come on, son. I hope you. I just hope when you when you filling out a resume or something, you're not calling yourself an actor. That's all I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I, I do think that Kevin Hart is the only man to be a successful typecasted actor. Like usually, when you play the same role over and over again, you don't. You're really David Spade. You're yeah. David Spade, and like people know your name. Exactly, but, like, but you didn't. You didn't get very. You didn't get name? to the hype. Like C list, B list. But if like you Kevin will. Hart has been. You know, he's played the funny bitch nigga. He's been the <laughs> black guy. He's been the black guy of Hollywood for the last, you know, couple Literally, years. Like, no, no, that's just his thing. Mm. He does that, and then he leaves. And it's hilarious. Oh, Kevin, we love you. Like, but he's been okay. doing the same thing since Laugh at My Pain. Like, <laughs> It's so funny because, like, and it's still funny. That's why it's, like, like that's, that's the weird thing to me. Because eventually... They get put out of that by the next black guy that Hollywood decides <laughs> to promote. Guy, but so yeah. far, it hasn't been another one. We haven't one found yet. a new black guy yet. Exactly. That's really what it is. But see, it's when the next Could black guy you? comes along. It's <laughs> when it, It's when it becomes like, oh, but you got to actually be better than the last guy. That's yeah. the thing about it. And no, not only I that, they think, have to deteriorate. I because, don't think that, to I be think... honest, Dave Chappelle, he used to be funny. I'll be honest. Dave Chappelle just got offensive. That's his joke style changed. Dave Chappelle used yeah. to be spaghetti, spaghetti, thought, spaghetti, bow, bitch. And that was the joke. It was he, done. Yeah, he, he got more mature <laughs> and, and real. And like, those damn transgenders. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you can't do this, Dave. It's Dave, like, please. Okay, like, that's, that's the thing when people got old, get older. They, like, they get real opinionated. When you get older... Especially when you actually are become famous for it, you start to become unrelatable. So yeah. you start to talk about more social things. Because back in the day, you know, you could just make up some crazy shit like, oh, I was walking down the street to the corner store one day and this straight crazy shit happened. It was a drug it was a drug baby on the corner, it was a little baby, and he said, You got some you want some drugs, nigga? Like, that shit's funny. And nowadays it's like transgender community coming for me again. I'm like, What? Uh, come on, man. It's like like LGB is driving in a car. It's a gay guy's driving and lesbians in the in the thing. And I'm like, oh my god, that bit was not fucking hilarious. Like he thought it was. And that's another thing, because like he literally said that he was like, "Oh, I could just put a little thing in the thing, and I can make it hilarious." I'm like, no, you, you can't, Dave. You no, that, you, you can't. Because you can't. I love you, I but love you can't. Not anything. 
Not anything. But like you can't joke about rape and gay people that much before people start to feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and it's crazy because they think I've I don't even know how to address that because I've 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 seen I've seen this a few times now in different people, like uh a guy named Kane Carter who's on YouTube and Dave Chappelle. These are the two most extreme versions of this I can think of. They think just because they were in a different mindset back then, that that shit was stupid what they used to do. And I was like, why has it got to be all that? Like, oh, I think when I was doing that, I was being a puppet. I was I was being stupid. That's so annoying. That's and that's cooning. And I'm like, no, you were just making people doing. laugh. Exactly. You were just making people laugh, like, son. Why it's got to be all deeper than that? If Dave Chappelle came out with the jokes he's doing now, I would not have fucked with him. I not wouldn't then. like him. Right, if, if or even if he was just coming out now with these jokes, and I never heard of him before, like I wouldn't like him. Like I get your like because obviously you mature, you learn more about yourself, and that's cool. But how you but my thing down? is like exactly you can't downplay what you used to do. It's like it's understandable. Like if people like because I also get like people be like, oh, go back to that, and you're like, no, I'm not going back to that. I understand that, and I respect that. Like you found what you really want to do. So like the people who gonna rock with you gonna rock with you, and those who don't, fuck them. So that's understandable. But I feel like when you go and downplay it by saying shit like, oh, you know, that's for kids. Like, that's stupid shit. Like, I was, that was cool. And I was like, no, nah, motherfucker, you was just trying to be funny. It's just now you're trying to actually say something and be funny, which I feel like is hard, more difficult and like not as funny. To be honest, sometimes it's just not as funny. When you're just trying to be funny, it's more funny. It's I feel like, to me at least, the point of comedy is to kind of take a load off and it's kind of like an escape from what's really going on in the world when you bring politics and your beliefs (laughs) into comedy i do a thing it's hard to do but b it's also kind of like oh like i can't we have to talk about it here too why can't we just laugh at dumb shit i was about to say um you know I, i i half and half agree like i don't i'm one who doesn't mind it especially if it actually is funny but it's not it is sometimes. When? <laughs> My boy, um, uh, what's his face or uh, shit, uh, white comedian fucking, not, is it Anthony? Yes, Anthony. Uh, you don't even know his name. Fuck. I'm, his last name escapes me, but he's like, he's a white guy and he, um, he's very monotone with his jokes and he has like the best fucking timing ever. And like, I haven't watched, oh, he hasn't come out with anything in a while. But um, he ha- he actually made one of my favorite stand-up specials, uh, Caligula. Shit, his fucking last name, Jesselnik. There we go, Anthony Jesselnik. He is one of, in my opinion, one of the funniest fucking comedians ever. I have to actually show you his, yes, Caligula. He's offensive, and but it's so hilarious. It's like, yes, really it is. His most recent one is not... But I feel like, I don't know. It's like, over time, I don't know. I, I can't say if you lose it or if, like, you know, your best material is, like, in the past. Right. So far, like, that's the truth. The older people get, like, the less... Chris Rock's last stand-up special, mm-hmm. Tambourine. Oh, my God. What a fucking... I don't know if it was my boy Bo Burns because he directed it. I don't know <laughs> if it's because Chris just isn't funny anymore. But... First of all, Chris Rock was never funny. What? Chris was fucking <laughs> hilarious. I feel Bigger like, and blacker. I feel like my family is the only black 
family that doesn't think Chris Rock is funny. Yeah, niggas. We've only said the only funny thing Chris Rock ever did, and he barely had a hand in it, was Everybody Hates Chris. That what nigga, do you mean barely had a hand in it? It was his life story, but that's why he had writers. Well, so was, he had to get it off the ground, and, you know, he came up with the initial yeah, idea. Yeah, I mean, it's based off him. They use his name, which helped it get off the ground, but... People write for that show. I, get I that. feel like that show is funny in spite but of him. Bullshit, bullshit. Chris Rock, everyone, you know, Everything everybody has that, an opinion. And like, I, I don't watch his stand up, so like, I'm basing it mostly off of movies. Wait, so you haven't seen his bad stand ups? I think I've been forced to watch them with you while you were in the kitchen. You never fucking watched it. Oh, you, you mean the little them. snippets? Oh, yeah, little, the snippets me. that. <laughs> But I was thinking about him and he please. wasn't funny. I'm like, why is this guy like a Hall of Famer? Like, I'm about to say, first of all, you like. From the little snippets I do play, which now I'm going to have to play it tonight when we're in the kitchen. You can do that while I have my headphones on. See, see, she don't even give it a chance. Mm-mm-mm. I've given him chances. No, you haven't. Not a real one. If your snippets can't make me laugh, if your movies can't they make me laugh. They did make me laugh. That's what I was about to say. The little that snippets wasn't Chris Rock. That was Eddie Murphy. No, 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 no. It was the opposite of the way around. Eddie Murphy stuff, actually, you was like, what? Because his Eddie Murphy was hell of offensive. Chris Rock's barely ever offensive. Oh, yeah. Eddie Murphy's was offensive. I was like, oh, yeah. Eddie was fucking offensive as shit. <laughs> Different time. <laughs> it's because Eddie did his in the 80s. That's crazy. Like, yeah. You Delirious, know, which like, is... Baby mama drama. That's so weird. Oh, yeah. The fuck? I thought he was like a Kind of have to when you have that guy. many... That's no, crazy. no. He loves his kids. And he and he's involved in all of his kids' life. But that don't stop baby mamas from acting crazy. Well, baby mama is going baby mama. Exactly. That's just crazy. That's still a thing for him. Oh yeah, you know Eddie was fucking. You know Eddie was like a fucking star in the eighties. So you know drugs, like no. shit happened. Like yeah. First of all, Charlie Dang. Murphy was funnier than Eddie Murphy. You can stop fight it. Me. Stop fight it. Me. Stop fight it. Fight me. Stop it. Stop it. I won't squander Charlie's name. I like Charlie. Charlie was he never got his chance to go this stupid brother. Don't not. You first of all, you're making accusations because you have I'm no proof to back that up. You have no proof to back it's that facts. up. You still. You, I need one shred, even one shred, just one shred of I think proof. Shred. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I just need one shred of proof. <laughs> just one, because I, you're just saying it. You're literally what? just saying it. What you just said, nigga? What are you talking about? <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to stall. Is I'm what not you're doing. stalling. Then give me one one. Just say anything that proves your theory. That Charlie Murphy is funnier. Yeah. He makes me laugh more. <laughs> you stupid. Shut up. Okay, so that was an opinion. Well, yeah. Isn't this what this whole show is about? My opinions and how you disagree. With I don't even know how we got here, but. I'm from what I can't remember the last thing I was trying. The point I was trying to make is that I don't know. Like people, when they get older, their their view on comedy changes. Which so like just stop. Ah, yeah, let's just stop. I wouldn't say that. What a young buck. Because they're that. like some somebody. You know what? One person who he's not. His other ones used to be funnier, but it's not because he aged. Is I guess it's just because all of his best material is behind him. But like Bill Burr. Who? Are we talking about white people now? He's a white comedian, yes. He actually his his actually his comedy is actually on the same level almost consistently. Like each one in the past it like bumped up just a little bit. And like now and like now, ever since he hit a certain age, it's been like a steady line of constant um of constant uh material where it's just naturally good, but not great and also not bad. 
and rarely offensive. Oh, by the way, Bill Burr is the guy who created F is for Family. Oh. How's that say? They're related back to you. Yeah, because I, I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah, he's the one who voices Frank and also the pastor. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah, you through a fucking wall. <laughs> like, so, yeah, he's, like, yeah, his, his love of comedy, like, he's one of the people who's aged and it's, like, had a consistency of just goodness. Yeah. And, like, I feel like white comedians do it best. Wow. When it comes to the oh, age of things, because Joe here. Rogan has been has been Who's consistent. Joe Rogan, you know who Joe Rogan is. That the guy is? from Fear Factor? Yes. The ball guy, yes. the creepo, yes, with the Charlie Sheen shirts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's be he's been consistent. Um, but is you he know, funny? Joe, Joe's, I've never seen Joe Rogan be funny. Joe's actually pretty funny. I just funny. see him like touch it's, teenage girls a little he's too much. Definitely, he's definitely. How you doing, sweetheart? He's definitely, okay? he's definitely a potheads comedian. Potheads, oh potheads. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely a potheads comedian. He could be no, like I like I enjoy him, but he's definitely more so like a potheads comedian because of the way he tells his story, the way he does his storytelling, and fucking elaborately with his fucking eyes bulging out of his head all the time. And so like, but it, it can still be enjoyed by everyone, but more so by potheads. Um, but of course, that doesn't mean all white people do it best because well, a lot of comedians just in general just fall to that. There's like, oh, the older you get, like, it's, I don't know. It's like your best material is back when you was in your late 20s to begin in 40s, really. And that's just the way it works. I'm like, you know, you just you just think of it more. And I, I, I you know what it is? It's also because the older you become, no matter what situation you're in. You just become less attached to like what's relevant. Not me. And I feel like that that has a part to play in it. I'm always gonna be here. It's more so, oh, you know, not even I figured out life, but I figured out my place, and I'm yeah, not that's searching why old anymore. Still dress like it's like the fifties because like I'm good here. Right, right. It's like <laughs> I'm done. It's like I'm good. I know of things going on. I may or may not understand them, but I know I'm good. And I know where I, where I stand. And I feel like that does something in terms of comedy as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know who the best yeah. comedian? Me. Come to my stand-up show. Mm-hmm. I don't have a stand-up show. That's fucking one. All right, we're actually getting close to time now. I'm yes, we are. My stand-up so, <laughs> before we go, uh, like Lex said, actually, towards the beginning of the episode, um, just a quick segment on current events as everyone in america shit everybody in the world knows now we are finally about to be rid of hands down the least racist <laughs> president in this room in this room <laughs> the worst president one of the worst i don't i can't speak for all from like 17 to 37 i can't speak for but the most, the worst in the worst in recent history, president in recent history, all the way back to Nixon, at least. Fucking Jesus Christ, this guy, he's finally out, and of course that is that is that is definitely a cause for celebration in the streets for five minutes, six feet apart, with your mask on. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just staying in the house. <laughs> it was gonna be all that. Go on your patios, folks. Watch it. Have a Why drink. Why not be near people? Like, have a drink. Ooh, Congratulations to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Is that how you say it? Joe Biden? Say- 
Kamala. Kamala Harris, yeah. <laughs> Why would I need Joe Biden? I don't know. That's I like I was in the midst of saying Kamala when you asked. That's why I was confused. I thought you meant Joe. No. I meant her because I hear there's a she has a specific way of saying it and I just can't get it right. Well, she needs to say it. Um <laughs> just like Rihanna did. You gotta just come out and say it. I'm still not calling her Rihanna. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. So you respect that woman. Nah, <laughs> you respect her I respect right. her when she dropped an album. She she dropped enough music for you hoodlums already. Hoodlums. The last time she dropped an album was in like 2016. And I ever since then she been thing. dropping um she been dropping dresses and shit for y'all to wear. I what, did just did get my first uh, Fenty concealer. I'm very happy about it. Isn't that Rihanna's thing? Has not taken me anywhere where I can put on makeup. Isn't that Rihanna's thing? Can I finish flaming? Is that Rihanna's thing? Yes, it is. That's exactly why I'm not letting you finish. Yeah, so he hasn't taken me out. So, so of course, thank you makeup, to the audience. Uh, where all the new everybody. clothes I bought, it's really ridiculous. Honest. I'm just in the house ugly with my glasses so, on. So, thanks to the audience. Most Congratulations, deaf. Joe Biden. <laughs> Kamala. To the Kamala. <laughs> to the team. Uh, Barack Obama. Beyonce, of course. What? Okay, Beyonce played a major part in this. Wait, to the team? I don't even know what you're saying right now. Unless, you know, Trump really does, we're going to court. Well, that's just going to be fun. Uh, (laughs) Imagine not just leaving. Like, imagine they got to drag him out. Like, I'm not going. I didn't lose. I didn't lose. Fingers crossed, Chief. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed he doesn't. And I'll be very entertaining. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, uh, uh, definitely, thanks. Thank you, audience, for coming through to episode eight. Uh, oh girlfriends, is very enjoyable as it usually is. Um, be sure to uh, smash that subscribe button, smash that like button. Um, rate it five stars on five Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you want to hear about next. We'll, we'll reach out to let us on our emails and our social media. Don't like Dwight and how much you do like me. This nigga. I'm Alexis. That's Dwight. We've been. What is our name on podcast? We've been. It's not that deep. Good night, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no.